With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on? First live episode of the podcast, coming to you live from New York slash Connecticut. Me and Murph are in... We're in Hamden. We're in Hamden. We're in Hamden. Absolutely. Uh, If you're from here, you don't want to be from here. But yeah, let's just, without further ado, let's get into our first topic. Actually, before we get into our first topic, I know there's this whole trending thing going on right now. Damon, I'm not sure if you saw it. Definitely not. But Damon's a caveman. He doesn't know about all the trending shit. But apparently NASA put out this shit, and they were saying that today of all days, only day that it could happen, if you put a broom on the floor, you just stick it on the ground, it will balance perfectly only today. Only today. So Mike, being the curious mind of one of our roommates and everybody like that, he, he went to do it, and it worked after fucking 45 minutes. And I just want to make a public service announcement to debunk this whole thing. It's not real. NASA just fucking came out and said, hey, let's just fuck with everybody. And that's that. I mean, he literally was just balancing a, a broom. That's like the, um, what was it? They said, like, if you throw vans up in the air, they all automatically, like, land on the toe. Did you hear about that? Yeah, it's that kind of thing. I don't know. Rella was pretty skeptical about it. I thought... Everybody was all about it, saying it was so cool. But well, I mean, have you ever seen anybody ever stand a broom up? Murph, you want to talk a little about the the uh, playoff change format? Yeah, so New York Post came out just a couple of hours ago while we were sitting here uh, kind of prepping, and they came out with this whole new format um, for the playoffs. And I don't know, I'm sure by the time... Anybody listens to this, they'll have known it. But basically, they're allowing two more teams in per uh, division, per conference, I mean. Um, so you're getting four more teams, 14 teams total in the playoffs. And there's some kind of weird thing going on where the number one seed, like the NFL, gets a bye. And then, so, so whoever has the most wins. So last year, for example, it's the Astros. And then whoever the second seed is, which would have been us last year, gets to pick out of the three worst teams, who they want to play. So if two more teams were let in, we would get to pick between, I'm pretty sure it was the the Rays, the Indians, and the Red Sox. And we had to pick out of those three who we wanted to play, 
And then the second pick would have gone to the Twins, and they could pick who they wanted to play. And it kind of eliminated this weird wild card situation. I don't know. I hated it. Um, I'd love to hear your opinions. The part that I hated about it the most was that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that four extra teams are getting in. So 14 teams, that's almost half the league, are getting into the playoffs. And that just kind of, for me, eliminates the 162-game season, which is my biggest problem with it. Because, for example, the, the reason that the 162 games work so well in the MLB and it doesn't in any other league is because of how difficult it is to get into the playoffs. Only five teams get in the playoffs from each uh, West or uh, AL and NL, each league. And so it just completely takes it apart uh, when that happens. When you, add, when you add four more teams, it takes away all the significance of almost every single uh, regular season game, the way it goes now. See, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know... Didn't you have a tweet? Didn't Alex fucking, what's his name, Trevor Bauer just come out and say something about that? Yeah, so I actually do have a tweet from Trevor Bauer. He com- kind of completely ripped apart uh, Rob Manfred. <clears throat> so he said, and I quote, <laughs> and I quote, <laughs> no idea who made the new playoff format proposal, but Rob is responsible for releasing it, so I'll direct this to you, Rob Manfred. Your personal, your, your proposal is absurd for too many reasons to type on Twitter, and it proves that you have absolutely no clue about baseball. You are a joke. That's blowing up, too. Wow. As we look at it, they're just getting more and more retweets. That's I mean, crazy. He, yeah, he, he tweeted it, you know, less than 20 minutes ago. It's got yeah. 2,000. See, I had, I, I initially, at first glance, obviously I don't, I don't like that at all, but to play devil's advocate a little bit, I mean, I kind of... Like the idea a little bit if we're gonna talk about like like you're the one seed it, only for the specific scenario of like last year with us let's say we had to play either the A's or the twin not the twi- the twins it, it, was, it would have been A's or the Rays it was, it, no, no my point was oh. the A's or the Rays because they were the two wild cards yeah. right so if you had to choose who would you rather face I'd rather face the A's and that's the pick I would make right it did shake out that way didn't it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just saying, if you, if like roles reversed, like let's say the Rays ended up being the seed that didn't, I don't know. I was just saying, if you had to choose A's the Rays and they're a similar wild card team, like I'd rather have the option to pick the A's over the Rays, if that makes any sense. No, I mean, it makes sense because then it's a strategy and who you're picking. For a strategy player, standpoint, yeah. That shouldn't even be an option. Like, no other sport is that an option. Baseball's never been that modern of a sport where they're. Being revolutionary in the way that they base their playoff layout, like I don't yeah, know, Damon, I, what's I just your think thought? Fucking, I just they're just trying way too hard to make changes that are just unnecessary. Like the the first time I ever heard this was a couple hours ago when I read the headline and from the New York Post, and I literally just read the headline and I didn't even read the article because I read MLB plotting playoff expansion with reality TV twist. Yeah, like, yeah that was stupid. That? That, when what Murph just showed me that? that, and I was like, I, why are you even prompting it like that? Why is that the title? Like, you already have more... turned me off because you titled it like that. But they're trying to get more viewers for, but, like, it, That's they're, exactly trying, they're trying why. to get the wrong viewers. They're trying exactly. to expand the game, but they're trying to get the wrong viewers instead of embracing the fans that have already are already watching for the good reasons. And I think I've said this exact same thing, like, 11 different times. But We've talked about this before, yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's just ridiculous. It's like they're trying to speed up the game, make it a fucking reality show, which, which is the reason why I hate the NBA a lot. It's like I was like I think that it's like yeah. the NBA is basically right. a reality TV show, you know. Yeah. And I feel like every move they make is some big headline, even if they fucking like you know scratch their 
you know, dick the wrong way. It's like a you fucking know, you know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you 100%. And it's like they're trying to add these rules, like the whole like batter has to, the pitcher has to face three batters rule just to speed up the game and the whole pitch clock that nobody even paid attention to. Like that, that was a rule that literally no one paid attention to. I mean, even the whole like the the bullpen cart that you could take in, only one person took it in. The Scott uh, Doolittle took it in. Yeah, he was the only guy. He 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 loved it, but like that was supposed to speed up the game too. And that's a whole thing that's trying to get these fans that aren't baseball fans to like baseball. I'm all for growing the game, but if it's but the, the but if it's somebody the who isn't still... even about who doesn't who's not going to be a real fan, yeah. Why are you trying to grow the game in that sense, and then you're pissing off the real fans? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's the bother I have with it. I don't, yeah. I don't think this rule is ever going to be a thing because you clearly see there's outrage with, with Bauer and I'm sure other people. He's just one of the more outspoken people on Twitter and social media. But if, like... I don't know, man. I'd be... I mean, I don't know. I They've made some crazy changes recently, and I feel like, again, it's a business. They're going to do whatever they think is good for the business, you know? Even if the players hate it. I, they're just trying to get more people to watch, but it's just a matter of, like, you want the right people to watch, you know what I mean? Of course, yeah, I, but you know, I think I think that Rob Manfred thing. is doing the wrong things, but for the right reasons. He's trying to grow the game. It's losing, you know, viewership year by year. I just think he's going about it the wrong way. This whole uh, three pitchers, uh, Earl, you have to face three batters to speed up the inning. I don't like that. I really hate this. That you know, there's a whole lot, lot, lot of stuff. <laughs> sorry, whole lot of stuff <laughs> that Rob Manfred's doing that just really doesn't gel with me very well, and I'm sure it doesn't gel with a lot of uh, lifelong baseball fans the same way. Yeah, yeah. I, have a problem, like, I have a problem with it because of that. The only thing I to play devil's advocate, I did like that whole little like, strategic aspect of it, but other than that, I wouldn't would I prefer that to happen? Absolutely not. That's just my piece. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. I feel like the immediate reaction from the entire baseball community feeling the same way is kind of a red flag. So, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Alright. We could just we, just, we beat a dead horse there. You want to move on? Yeah. yeah. I think Any other dead. closing comments? Dead. Right. The horse is dead. The horse is dead. All right. So I wanted to start this podcast off on, on the right note, like with, with positive news. And honestly, this is the first negative news that we've had in this entire offseason. This has been an offseason, probably the best offseason ever. If you told me that, one, we would get Garrett Cole, the white horse, whatever you want, whatever you want to call him. I don't know what they're calling him now, but if you told me we would get Garrett Cole, the Red Sox would get worse, the Astros would get worse, and also be named as one of the biggest cheaters in the world, and possibly, if you want to get into the Aaron Judge MVP stuff and the, all the like taking away the title, that if you told me that would all happen because we didn't know about that before the season ended, if you told me all that shit would happen. If you told me the Red Sox also would be involved and they're going to investigate for 2018. So all mm-hmm. of the last two World Series, aside from the Nationals winning, good for them, did it cleanly, so we think, <laughs> for now. But for if you told me all that shit would happen, and then to top it all off, the Mets, just be the Mets, even more, like just make that joke about them, like, oh, here's the first pitch, and the season's over. Like They topped that joke because they one of their coaches that they just hired. And honestly, the funniest part about it is that looked like a good hire. Mm-hmm. And then the one good hire they get 
ends up being involved in a cheating scandal <laughs> and then he just gets fucking taken away. So that's just and the most Mets thing in the world. And if we were, we were going to bring this up later, but I'll just bring it up now because it makes sense. They can't even sell their team properly. <laughs> I don't, I honestly, going to be honest, didn't look into it that much. But, I mean, come on. I, I, from what I hear, from I didn't really look too deeply into it, but... <coughs> Like the guy from Billions, he's it's based it's based off him. This guy from Billions, the, the TV show on HBO, he was gonna buy the team from the Will Bonds, Will Ponds, whatever you want to call them, and then he backed out, or somebody backed out, or they didn't want him to buy it anymore, and shit fell through. That's I, I haven't looked into it, but that's the way I saw it from just like a quick glance. But it's just funny that they can't even tell, sell their team properly. They, they wanted to get out because the Mets sucked that bad, and then they couldn't do it. Just We're gonna happen. go on to this a little later, but it's Murphy's law: whatever can go wrong <laughs> will go wrong. Yeah, you can see them on the, the Mets <laughs> side. Yeah, on the, the ticker. We're gonna. That's our betting section. That's our betting Murphy's segment, law, yeah. and happens to be my name. But uh, yeah, no, the Mets are kind of crumbling. But I'll tell. They do have one thing: is that they have a solid roster. They're not terrible. And honestly, their lineup's okay, and their pitching is just as good as law, it's always been. Speaking of Murphy's Law, too, they're, like, the fifth-ranked team to win the World Series. Like, they, could you even... They have a great lineup. I, and honestly, I said this to one of our Mets friends that, are like, they're not that bad. They're not Mets. Like, as much as they've been in the, like, in social media and all that about being so bad and being the worst Mets, like I just said, their team itself is not that bad. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're gonna do. I think they're a lot better on paper. I will say that. Um, but I think they're gonna do the same thing they do every year: is win the first like, you know, five games. And they do it every have time. A, they're hot as fuck. A great, have a great like first month, and then just shit the bed because they're gonna they're be the thirty best. and fifteen, <laughs> and then just downhill. I mean, yeah. but I, the way I see it, as we'll jump into this a little premature, but. I think they're a wild card team for sure. A, a cusp wild card team, for I'd sure? say. No, no, no. I meant, I That's meant like a hot take. I don't know about what that. What I meant was wild card, like could be wild card, like in the mix for wild card, because their division is fucking hard. Actually, let's just save this conversation for later because we have that's a whole betting segment with we're gonna go through the division winners and everything like that. So we actually went on a huge tangent because we're going we're talking about Paxton injury. So we were talking about all the good things that went. So that's everything that happened. Great for Yankee Land, and this is the first bad news we've had mm-hmm. this whole off season. Literally the whole off season, we've had nothing but great news. And honestly, to the Yankee fans who think this is a bad, bad, bad thing, I don't think you should worry. We're gonna win without him. Like we have the depth to beat any other team. Like our starting pitching has been a huge. Like, like, it's the worst part about us in recent years, but, at, like, we have so much depth now with names like, I mean, some people don't like Lasagna, but he's got the gas, so if he could figure out the control, he's another name. We got Montgomery, who could, he, a lot of people think he's going to be the, he was going to be the five starter with Paxton in the lineup, but now that he's gone, he might move up to the four, and then Hat, no, Hat Montgomery, that whole mix. So does Hat, wait, Hat moves up to the three then? Hat's four. Four. Never yeah, mind. So yeah. Hap is the four. Hap was the five, and then Montgomery could have been the dark horse five. But now Montgomery moves into the five, and Hap moves into the four. Not necessarily. Yeah. It depends how the spring goes. But Damon, you well, have yeah. something? Yeah. No, I was just I was just gonna say like I don't think it's a huge deal. I mean, obviously I want to see our guys healthy, but 
he's only gonna be out, you know, four or six weeks, hopefully. So, you know, well, if like three to what? four months, three or four months. Sorry, sorry about yeah. that. But like anyway, I think that you know, as long as he gets better, I mean, I know I'm kind of pissed that they took him this long to make a diagnosis of like him being injured and kind of take action on you know helping him get better instead of ignoring the fact I, f- I feel like um didn't he have like discomfort at the towards the end of the season and yeah he, yeah. he got like, pulled from a game against texas uh in late yeah. september and then kind of pushed through it in the playoffs yeah yeah i'm all right so there's a whole thing about this like one, we, we moved past the thing to saying, like, obviously we're going to be a fine without him. We're going to win games. We're still the Yankees. This team is some one of the best teams we've seen in a while. We're going to win games in regular season. Like, as long as he's back for the playoffs, this is why I want to preface it with this, we're going to be fine. Yeah. As long as he's in the lineup, we're fine. I'm just saying, like, the only qualm I have with this, and I know the, I know the other side of this, is when you have a back surgery. I, I I listened to another podcast and they were talking about his surgery, and they had an actual medical professional weigh in. They were saying like you don't want, like the last thing you want to do is have back surgery. So if you can do everything you can to dismiss that and to not have that happen, you're gonna you're not gonna do it. So I guess my my initial thought, my quick thought was, why did they wait till now? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's what everybody was thinking too, because that's a, that's annoying. Because you could that three to four months could have been already over by now by the regular season. But it's your back, like it's and also it's a not not like a sports related injury, so it's not like his arm or anything like that. It's just this no, is a it's pretty sports related. Well, no, it's a, it was a cyst in his back. Yeah. I know. I I mean, it's on his arm or something like that. So it's not like. You can't say he's injury prone or something like that. It's like a he is injury prone. He's never finished a season. That's not <laughs> adding to that though. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. I, I, I think it, it regardless, me. regardless, communication was lost somewhere. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know? I'm like, just saying though. In terms to finish my point, I'm just saying he doesn't want to have back surgery, so I do, I can't fault him for say for pushing it off to now because you didn't think you needed it. Of course. Yeah. That's why I blame the. Yankee training staff more. I mean, like, obviously, I know, like, yeah. someone, someone who's myself who has had an injury didn't want to have surgery as well. Like, you know, it's fuck. You don't want to do that. It's a whole different avenue. You do not want to go down. Um, so I definitely get it. But you know, also, he's not a medical professional. He's a professional baseball player. So I blame the Yankee organization one hundred percent. But you know, again, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I I agree. Uh, with a lot of what you're saying, Damon, I just think that if it was December even when he got this uh, surgery, when they figured it out that he needed it, then he would have been over by, you know, April, March. So he might have missed a start or two, would have missed yeah. some training. and like, you know, maybe he, again, the communication process, maybe he didn't say something. Who knows? You yeah, know? no, I agree. Sounds, and also there was turnover you know? in the training staff, you know. From yeah, last year. That could have been part of it. But now at this point, I'm just more worried about uh, – like, a back surgery is a really big deal, especially for a pitcher, and especially for a pitcher that's yeah. not historically durable. So I'm more worried about him long-term, even after the surgery, than I am about us surviving the three or four months that he's not going to be playing, or I guess the two or three regular season months that he's not going to be playing. Yeah, and I'm not worried about it. I think that based on what we did last year, like, we're going to figure it out regardless. We'll have a couple of bull- bullpen days. Maybe we'll, you know, half me becomes out and is his regular self, you know. Montgomery comes back healthy. We have the weapons to do it. You, know, you think so. we yeah. use a starter? 
Or uh, like the, a the bullpen day? Yeah, like the bullpen day. I don't know. I, I don't really. Well, we have so much depth. Like listen to the depth we have, and I know we know who it is, but I'm gonna name them. So, like at the end of the day, the world's not over because we have Garrett Cole. Who? Yeah, he's a Yankee. Forget about we that. Garrett Cole? When's that happen? Yeah, we got Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's the That's Yankee. awesome. So Garrett Cole, a healthy Severino. Yeah. A fully mm-hmm. healthy Luis Severino for now. But I we're not gonna like, knock on wood, right? <laughs> then we have a playoff Tanaka. Mm-hmm. One, two, three right there. We have J Hap, who honestly people shit on him. And I'm not gonna be that Yankees fan who's just wishful now that he's in the limelight. Like it, J-Hab was one of the most consistent pitchers during the regular season last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was one of the only ones that was healthy the whole year. But he was mm-hmm. consistent in terms of well, his production. Health-wise, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> just he'll, he'll, he'll figure it out. He can do it. No, he, yeah, he can do it. He can do it. I'm, I, maybe I'm not, sure glad we have him. Now. Maybe not in the playoffs, but he can do it. And then Montgomery is the five now. He was the flex five with Hap, but now he's the five. And that, actually, the five turns into five A, B, C, so there's Montgomery. I don't like lasagna, personally. I'm gonna tell you right now. Lasagna, I think it has he has obviously has the speed, which every for those, pitcher. For those of you who don't know, it's Loizaga, but we call Loizaga. him lasagna. But <laughs> Johnny Lasagna. Every pitcher in the MLB nowadays has speed. So like, what does that even do? So it becomes the new norm. So like, that doesn't even like put like batters on their heels anymore. Mm-hmm. And he and and it, on top of that, he has no control. So what's the point of even having the gas if you have no control? He he walks people on four pitches more than I've seen anybody across the league. Yeah, but so did Sammy. And he comes right in. Mom. I get it. And he's young, so maybe that's why I'm saying he's not. I'm talking about right now who fills the five. That makes me think he shouldn't because he's too young. Sure. Maybe throw him in the pen. I liked him out of the pen sometimes in the right back end of the regular season. We also have Sessa and then Debbie Garcia. I don't, I don't. I don't think we should push Garcia too much, personally. That was just a name, just yeah. for the depth perception. I'm just saying. Yeah, depth wise, definitely. He could, in the back end of the season, I wouldn't be shocked if he had a shot at being in this rotation. But you also have to think about that people don't. People forget about, and I'm not exactly rooting for it because they all feel shit. But Domingo's coming back too. Yeah. People forget about that. Domingo's a good hell of a I pitcher. Paxton will probably be back before Domingo. Hmm. Uh, hopeful, like oh, hopefully. Paxton too, but Paxton coming in—that's that proves the depth. That right? Yeah, so we're fine. Like that, I'm just saying we have so many starting pitchers, which was never an issue for us. Like we 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 never had too many starting pitchers. Now I just, we do. I wouldn't be too bad or too quick to uh, talk down too much about Loizzi. I think he he has some really good raw stuff, and so did Severino, and so did Herman. And I've talked about this before. How they all of a sudden one year just showed up. Sevi was three years ago when he had his Cy Young push. Last year it was Herman who had 17 wins. So, I mean, people kind of come out of nowhere for us sometimes, and I I wouldn't be totally shocked if Loisa had that kind of breakout year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, also, I mean, I also heard yeah. that um, what's his name? Um, you know, the guy Michael King. Do you know him? Yeah. Yeah. The Yankees, yeah. They're saying he might come up and. He, like he might even get a shot to be that. He's like an older uh, minor starter, kind of. Yeah, he's Bron- older, right? He's like twenty-five-ish. Yeah. Bronx Pinchups actually. Bronx Pinchups actually. Yeah, Bronx Pinchups actually did an interview with him, and obviously, well-spoken guy. But he's big into analytics too, and obviously, the Yankees are turning that turning that page to become a more analytics-driven team with yeah. the uh, new hiring of the pitching staff, and it's just exciting to to see. It just seems seems like a complimentary thing. Like he. 
we've I've heard about him in the past, like a lot of hype around him, but now he might actually get a shot this year. I don't know whether yeah. he's a see the, the always thing it's it's whether he's a bullpen arm or or he's, a starting he's pitching. Classified, arm. He's classified as a reliever, but I think they were debating on giving him a shot as a five starter if the opportunity comes up. I mean, yeah, I think we're gonna I think what we're gonna see is somewhat similar to last year where we have innings to fill and Boone has creative ways of filling those innings like we did with the yeah. bullpen starters. So maybe we plug in some kind of day where if King or Debbie comes up, maybe uh, Sessa starts three innings, maybe Debbie or, or um, even Clark Schmidt or somebody comes out of the bullpen, throws a couple innings. Like th- He has creative ways of filling those six or seven innings before he gets to the big arms in the bullpen if we need it, and they have the depth for it. And now, pretty good timing. We have an extra roster spot. Now we have 26 instead of 25. That's going to come in handy. I think Boone's going to do a really good job of filling that spot mm-hmm. effectively yeah. for yeah. us, too. Plenty of so, guys to fill it. Long story short, we short, <laughs> short. We talked about this for a while, but we're not as worried about the James Paxton stuff. We're favorited by a lot. We're plus 350 in the World Series. That's almost like a regular, a regular season game against the Orioles type line. We'll win games without James Paxton. I'm not downplaying James Paxton. I love James Paxton. But we're going to win games. We're going to be fine. We're not going to miss the playoffs is what I'm trying to say because James Paxton is not out. He's, because he's out for one period of time, short period of time. Yeah. We just got to hope hey. he's the exception, not the rule as far if as we, If we score go. five, six runs a game, you know, we're, we're fine. <laughs> and compared to last year, we won a shit ton of games while we were hurt. Add yeah. Garrett Cole to the mix. Moving on. Next, I want to talk about biggest, like, there's a lot of good things to talk about when you're going into this year. We have a lot of hope going into it, winning everything, obviously. Wanted to ask you guys what your biggest fears were going into 2020. Let's start with Damon. Biggest fears, wow. Yeah. That's a tough one. Um, Anyway, time out before you answer. For those of you who haven't realized yet, Damon's not here. He's remote, but he's here in spirit. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Just wanted to make that clear for the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Biggest fear. Um, Well, I'm a big um, superstitious guy. I'm not not a little superstitious. I'm a superstitious. (laughs) Um, So I hate... I hate saying like my biggest fear is injury. I hate saying that like my biggest fear is internal. So I'm going to go ahead and say biggest fear is going to be external. And I'm going to go ahead and say the twins as an entire organization for the AL East. Um, cause what? AL East? Sorry, sorry. I meant AL just like... Uh, to make the World like Series. The AL Conference. American League. Yeah, the AL yeah. Conference. Yeah. The American League. Sorry, I was looking at a, a chart and I'm kind of seeing shit. Um, it's that run today. Jesus Christ, it's making me see things. Um, ran, ran for the first time since high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, the Twins. I mean, they had most... Home runs last year. They fucking know how to hit the baseball. I think they're a good team. Um, yeah, I think they're going to give us a real run for our money for sure. I mean, yeah, adding Donaldson, adding. Yeah, definitely. Who, who else did they get? I mean, they already had the most home runs ever. Yeah. Granted, we were hurt all last year, so I think we would have broke our own record, but good team. Definitely a good team. Yeah. Didn't add any pitching, so that that is definitely a also, negative like, on that. Also, not even, not even like. Um, I remember, like, I read something about the Twins, like, complaining about the size of their field one time because they thought the field was too big. Um, the, their right and, field isn't that deep, is it? It's just a tall wall. 
No, no. I'm, yeah, I'm saying just like overall average, like the like height and length. They were like complaining about it, and then they end up hitting the most sucking home runs. So it's not like they're all like cheap shots, you know. I, was just I mean, say, they got no. Can't complain, complain about that when you have the most home runs of all time. I know, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like it's ridiculous, but I saw it was funny. No, it's definitely definitely a fear. That's literally one of my fears too. I didn't want to use that as mine, but I mean the Twins. Before we get into like we we actually talked about last last episode about our predictions for the World Series and stuff, they are the only team I think that actually in the American League gives us a significant threat. Like they're very good, and they also have very good pitching too. Barrios is good. We faced them last year. Yes, we swept them, but they're better than that. I think like they're they're a very good team. Yeah, I mean, and I also like I just want to throw into there the White Sox too because I've been waiting for them to get good for so long. I saw you just see that, Murph. Do you want to talk about yeah, that? Murph, <laughs> Murph wants to say that. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, no, 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 no. No, you finish first. I, I, I'll add on to it. No, I was just saying, like, I've been waiting for them to make that big transaction for so long because I know they have the money to spend. Yeah, they've been doing that. Yeah, I know, but, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, I feel like they're going to come out swinging. Feel the season. dreams. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, Murph. I just think the White Sox, exactly what you were saying, is going to be good. And then I think the Twins kind of just made a move that – Nobody's talking about, but it's kind of scaring me. Is that they just got uh, can't totally pronounce his name, but it's Kenta Maeda, I think. Pretty sure that's how you say it. Exactly. You gotta add the Achenta. I didn't think it was that hard. The Achenta. No, it's not that hard. You never know. You You gotta add the Achenta. All right, you know. Italian, Damon. All right, that is just. Such an under the radar acquisition for the I don't twins. know. I think he, I don't think he's that good. Oh, he's he's not, he's not a superstar. It was like that's why I'm saying it's under the radar. But yeah. when you go into a three game series with the twins, that's gonna matter. When you got his stats pulled three. up. I don't care about his stats. He's good. I he, care. I was scared when he was count. on the mound. I would be scared to see him on the mound way more than I would be scared to see whoever the hell was the Twins' fourth pitcher last year, and I can't even think of him off the top Uber of my head. Uber it was that Uber driver guy. <laughs> yeah. Uber I would driver. much rather face uh, Mr. Uber driver than. Kent to my head again. He sucked, and I, I was, I'm glad he sucked because I didn't want us to eat our words because we posted that shit about him, and I knew like everyone, I, people have texted me when I posted that, like, oh, like you're gonna eat your words, like that's like he's gonna. What if he just ends up being great? I don't know. I'm a little worried that they just got him. I think that kind of rounds out their not rounds out, but gives him depth. Really improves their pitching rotation, which was their only downfall because they have the bats. So. Well, they have Barrios and Odorizzi, and those are two very good arms. I don't know the That's other ones. three very good arms with Maeda. Maeda, I would say very good. He I, is I'm a putting very good arm. In terms of tiers, very, I'm putting And they're paying arm. nothing. They're right. not paying a dime. They were involved in that trade? That was, yeah. Well, technically now, I don't know. The, the Mookie deal was very confusing we'll and everything, that. but we'll it, it, that, came, yeah. it came as a product of the Mookie of deal. Of the Mookie deal. At the very least. I don't know if it technically, I don't know. Yeah. But so yeah, anyway, it was, it was a product of the Mookie deal. So what was your biggest fear? You haven't even gotten to that yet. Huh? You didn't even say your biggest fear yet. We were just talking about Damon. I mean, yeah, no, my biggest fear I think is injuries. I think that's the only rational fear that we should have. I'm not really scared of anybody as a Yankee. The only person I'm scared of is the IL. I that's that's it. Um, the only I think that's the only thing that can stop us from having a fair shot at winning the World Series. So I think that's. The yeah. Irrational fear we could. Yeah, and, and and honestly, mine is also that. But to build off of that, it's obviously coming off a season where we had the most injuries in MLB history. You're gonna have a fear of injury, like it just mm-hmm. that's just a given. But building off that, I think specifically if like Aaron Judge gets injured, or John, 
Uh, not really John Carlo. Like, uh, yes, I want John Carlo to be healthy because he's statistically injury prone. But I don't want Judge to get hurt again because I don't want him to be characterized as an injury prone person. Because yeah. a lot of his injuries haven't been injury prone whatsoever. It's been getting hit in the wrist by a ball against All the, the oblique thing against the Royals. That, but like one of his big injuries last season was getting hit in the wrist by yeah. a, a, a wild pitch against the Orioles. He's out for however many months. But that's not being injury prone. Injury prone is being somebody who just you're hurt under your own power. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, not by a fucking easy. pitch that hits you. And my fear is that he becomes. An injury-prone person, and that puts him up in the air in terms of re-signing for the long term. It's way easier to be pinned as injury-prone when you're six foot seven. Like if Altuve was going down with hamstring injuries and these, you know, like the sports hernias and oblique injuries because he's five foot nothing, they wouldn't say he's injury-prone. But the Stantons of the world, the Batances of the world, the Judges of the world, like these big guys, they're way easier to say they're injury-prone because it just seems like that. Yeah, and that and that goes to the thing of like, can big guys play baseball? Yes. People, that's full circle here, Murphy. Let's go. <laughs> Good one. But that, that that adds to my point, though. Murphy's taking a piss. But to add to my point, I'm just saying, like, Mur- yes, he's been injured. Has he finished a season? I don't th- – has he finished one of them? He might have finished one completely. But <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Because that's, that's my point, though. And yeah. I, I can't say with, like, with confidence that he has – Completely finished a season healthy, yeah. And I don't. And I know he's coming into the contract talks, and he just finished that arbitration with eight million, which is whatever it was, like just something really low, which isn't his value. Mm-hmm. I just hope that he doesn't get hurt to give either the Yankees or other people to talk bad about Aaron Judge to say that like, that's ammunition for them to just be like. All right, he's an injury-prone guy. I don't want that tag to be on his name. Yeah, you know like, I mean? yeah, like that's the that's the, your the title that you bring with yourself everywhere is that you're injury-prone. No one wants to be that way. Exactly. So I want him to have a him specifically. Obviously, I know the injury bug is an annoying thing, and I don't want that to happen for anybody on the team. And it, it was obviously never going to happen again. Knock on wood for something like that to happen because that was the most in MLB history to be on the in- injured list. Mm-hmm. But specifically, Aaron Judge, I want him to have a healthy year because when healthy, obviously this guy was in the MVP voting, was the MVP in everybody's minds because Altuve clearly cheated. No, and regardless of the cheating, Judge had better stats. So, and we don't even need to get into those because everybody knows about them. But that that's my biggest fear. And obviously the injuries bug for everybody else, and it's already came back with its stupid-looking head this season already, but... Yeah, that's that's my biggest fears. But if anybody else has any closing comments, we'll move on to the next topic. No, let's keep going. Nope. All right. So the Hinch interview, <laughs> we posted a video. We posted a video for that. I'm not Damon. I'm not sure if you saw that because we're making it together. Yeah, I saw you saw it. <laughs> He's the manager, right? He is manager. the manager. He, he was the manager. manager. Did you know that he was the manager during the time? Yeah, no, sure. He was the guy in charge, but like <laughs> the way and I, he loved being manager. Fact. Yeah. yeah, and he wants to be a manager still after this. Yeah. So. Oh my God. The way I see that is, I don't know if everybody listening has watched How I Met Your Mother, but he's pretty much Barney Simpson as the please, like the fall guy for his company. He took the hit for everybody. He he didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. He just took the fall, and I, I honestly, 
We make fun of him a lot. I applaud him for that. I respect that he took the hit and he definitely owned up for it. Nope. Which mm-hmm. no, but mm-hmm. all the, no, he did not. No, no, no. And let me let me finish. He owned up for it in the sense that he's taking the fall. Obviously, the rest of the team hasn't come out been outspoken about it whatsoever, like at all, and actually have done it very poorly. Which to the point where we've talked about how. Badly, the, the media teams behind like Bregman and all of them have been because I would tell him to do the opposite of what he did in that interview when he was saying, Oh, the commissioner made his report and all that bullshit. But what I'm saying, the only good thing I'll say about that AJ Hinch interview is that he said he was the manager, <laughs> which he was. But he definitely, in that interview, for those of you who didn't, who are listening and haven't watched the full 25 minute interview, he sidestepped every single important question about the cheating. Yes, he admitted to cheating. He admitted that cheated in 2017 specifically. Nothing about 18, 19. And he didn't, when they asked about the buzzers, I didn't cue up the sound. I should have queued up the sound. But for those of you who didn't watch the interview, he literally, when asked specifically by Verducci, he, the interviewer, he said, I know the, he's verbatim, he said, I know the commissioner looked into the buzzer situation, and they didn't find anything. But can you confirm that there was no buzzers used? And you know what he said? He didn't say no. He said the commissioner went through his process. They did their whole interview thing. They went through everything, a more extensive than you even thought they did. And that's it. He didn't say no, which proves that they used buzzers. Call me crazy, but that's fucking true. What do you mean no? It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I, I think that either, yes, it does. Either. He literally said everything but no. Yeah, but he didn't uh, say yes either. Oh my oh, god! What do you, dude? He literally. I'm not saying oh that my they god. didn't use. Do buzzers. I need to pull it up? I'm not saying that they didn't use buzzers. Verducci literally said, "Can you?" He was asking him to say no, and he didn't say no. He said, "Can you confirm that there were no buzzers?" And the first word out of your mouth in that situation. Should be no. <laughs> there were no like, buzzers used, is, and is, there were no. Be, question. Question asked. No. It's like there's it's a simple involved. question. There's like that the scene. There's like that scene from Andrew Schultz. Is like something about something. I don't know, but that was. Tangent. I can guarantee you. I can t- guarantee you that whoever the PR person was got fired. That was behind AJ Hinch when he was going into that interview, whether it be with the MLB or with the Astros, whoever or his personal, whoever it was was telling him, do not confirm nor deny anything. And that's exactly what he was trying to do. So for me, that doesn't prove him. Because he wants to... It's giving the the illusion of transparency. And that's what he was trying to do. Exactly. And everybody knows that that's what he's trying to do. And he did... Truthfully, he did a really good job beating around the bush. We just kind of called him out on it. He looked like he was going to shit his pants all the time. His face was red. He looked like Papa John during Papa John's interview. Like... (laughs) You know, the other month, like he he looked uncomfortable, he like bucket, uh, whatever. But he key, uh, the key and peel skip, yeah. His girlfriend, oh yeah, yeah, he's he's sweating, sweating, yeah. <laughs> and like I mean, I don't know. He, he if you watch the interview, he does not confirm anything. He doesn't deny anything. What he tries to do is own up to responsibility, his so name. that everybody thinks that he's owning up to it and that he's the manager going to be okay. And he's trying to <laughs> save his reputation so that he can get a job next year. Yeah, that's not going to get a job next year. Thing that really, the thing that really, really pissed me off the most was him saying, I wish I could have done more to stop it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah, could have done more. It's on like, you. <laughs> what are you talking about? You bashing in two more. TVs wasn't enough, I guess. You are the, if you didn't know, he's the manager. He said that a million times. Like, you have 
control to say, guys, stop, or hey, maybe don't do that, or just go fucking kick the guy out of the trash can out of the fucking locker room. And all he did, and all he did was break the monitors with a Allegedly. bat. Allegedly. Uh, no, no, he, I, I believe that he did that, but, like, that isn't it. Like, that's not enough. Like, like you, you... Yeah, you, you broke the man... You broke the fucking monitors, but you're the manager. You, you can easily put... You have the power to stop it right then and there. It's not like some guy, you're a high school student and another peer of yours saying, hey, you shouldn't bully that kid, or like, hey, you shouldn't yeah. do that. You are... They are subsidiaries to you. They are... You are above them. What you say goes, like, whatever you said at that time, and they even said, like, Verducci in the interview said, hey, like, one of your your players said to you during the investigation process, they said, if our manager said, stop, we would have. And he didn't say stop, so they didn't. Like, first of all, that makes no sense, because obviously... You don't need a manager when you're fucking... I'm 22. I know to stop when I'm doing something like that. They didn't need somebody above them to say stop to know it was wrong. But he responded to that saying, that's really nice to hear. I, I didn't know I had that kind of power. What do you... Fuck you mean you didn't have that kind of power? You're the manager. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was I feel like the, that intern who allegedly created the entire conspiracy was like... Above him, be like, nah, man, you gotta, you gotta keep doing it. You gotta keep doing it. Like, what was he thinking? I, I just... I don't know. You I gotta wonder who, like, was, you know, the guy pulling the strings behind that. If it wasn't AJ Hinch and if it wasn't, uh, what's, the, what's the GM's name? Uh, Lunau. Lunau, yeah. Lunau. Um, like, do you think Lunau is really saying, Hinch, you can't be bashing the TVs? Like, we gotta keep doing this. We're gonna win a World yeah. Series. Probably not. So I, I just don't know who Hinch was afraid of to put a stop to it and who was above Hinch. I think Hinch. it's just all bullshit. Yeah, it, like, I just think that was kind of a cop out by him. But. And he was just saying, like, look in his face which is just like I really don't apologize but I'm going to say it because someone behind me is telling me to say it you yeah. know? No, I agree, yeah. I agree. It, it didn't come off as genuine by any no it didn't and that, he was just right. beating around the bush the entire time we didn't want to talk about that for that long but I'm honestly fucking done talking about the Astros I don't know about you guys but can we put an end to that This I, yeah. I didn't even want to bring this up on this episode because we've talked about it so fucking much but well, I, we had to talk about the injury. Yes, yeah. we had this. This came up, so I, we had to put it in as one of the segments. But can we now say that this is it? Yeah. Uh, until yeah, further notice, unless, unless something else crazy happens, um, I think we've talked about it enough. I think that for one of the biggest scandals in MLB history, we've talked about it enough. I, we're we'll beating talk a dead about horse. It. We'll talk about it in May. In spring yeah. training, apparently the players are going to apologize. But we'll talk. I, can we just talk briefly about it then? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Must say, start singing a song or something right. crazy. Huh? So <laughs> in another in other news, we're talking a lot about other teams, but that's fine because that's it's the off season, whatever. And this is enormous news. So Mookie Betts was traded, then not traded, and now traded again. Mm-hmm. So what what do we think about that? Because personally, I have a, I have a love hate relationship with it. I don't really like. I love it because he's leaving the AL East, and we have now. Don't have to worry about the Sox in terms of the AL East crown. So I love that. Obviously, still have to worry about the Rays. But now it's just a two-headed race, and we're better than the Rays, so it's a one-headed race. But I have a hate relationship towards it because now we have to worry about the Dodgers in the World Series race, which obviously that's a down-the-road problem. So I'd definitely prefer this scenario. 
Because, yes, the, the Red Sox, when they had Mookie Betts, still could have been a dark horse to win the division next year. Don't even deny that. Like, they are, they are the Red Sox who won in 2018. I don't care about the Apple Watch situation, but they, they are still the team that can they can make noise. So I'm yeah. glad Mookie is gone as well as, I mean, David Price fucking sucks, so I'm glad they can, they can take him away. And even Matt, our, our friend who's a Red Sox fan, is not upset <laughs> that David Price is in that trade. And... I, I just I have a love hate relationship with that, and I wanted to hear your guys' opinion on that because I I just don't I'm, I'm honestly more love than hate because it gives us a easier because baseball is not easy to get into the playoffs right it's, uh-huh. baseball is built, <laughs> stay tuned well, I know baseball is, <laughs> I'm saying baseball is baseball like anything can happen no yeah and with Mookie out of the AL race like that makes it a little bit easier for us to get it like that much more easier is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think know. about that? <laughs> I think it's not I think it's great for us until October. <laughs> yeah. It's one right now it's like great. We don't have to see movies. Well they have to win too. You know, we, we don't have to meet them until the World Series. Yeah, yeah but there's I, a pretty I I mean I know yeah. I put it's in a future heavy, yeah. I already put in a future bet for Yankees versus Astros in the World Series. Dodgers, I mean. That's what Dodgers. I meant. My Astros, wow. Um, yeah, so I had that in already. I really am kind of confident that we're the two best teams in baseball. Granted, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. But a, uh, I'm my original thought when he was getting traded to the Dodgers was like kind of like, ah, oh, crap. Like, we're still going to have to face him in the playoffs, in the World Series. And then when he when they kind of went back on the deal and they're like, oh, he's going back to the Red Sox, I was like, all right, great. Like, that's fine. I really mm. like that. And then I was trying to think of it from kind of a different angle and trying to convince myself that it wasn't that bad. But the truth is I was kind of panicked about it. Yeah, I, I kind of like – I have two different opinions about it. The first one is I – like, obviously – Red Sox Yankees is the greatest rivalry in sports. I agree, and it and it kind of puts a little bit of a damper on it. Uh, I remember last year we were like, you know, those that was that was our Super Bowl every fucking game. We would oh, all yeah. like, you know, get together, watch the series every single pitch, and it was electric every time because you know we were surrounded by Boston fans, we were diehard Yankees fans. It was just a great experience, and I love watching baseball no matter what team is really playing obviously Yankees but that kind of brings me to my next point it's like I I like Mookie and the Dodgers because they it's a better team to watch now it's a more fun team to watch I know you guys gave me shit for that last episode yeah but but I'll still give me shit for it but I'm a I'm a baseball fan at heart I like watching baseball I think they're going to be a very exciting team to watch and if we don't have to worry about them until October, then I'm going to enjoy the time watching them in the regular season. And we'll have to worry about a great series to watch them in October. I That's agree my with opinion. that. I agree with that. I guess. If you don't have fun watching that team, I'm, then you're ridiculous. You I'll know? tell you right like, now, I'm kind of excited for this. You know, if it happens, I don't want to jinx anything, but I was, you know, I'm really excited for if it actually unfolds where it's, L.A. versus New York, Dodgers-Yankees. That's like, I feel like that's a yeah, World like Series that fucking, we've been dying to see. That's a fucking movie. They were from, it was New the York Brooklyn City. Dodgers before. It's like it's like this, you know, West East Coast, West Coast. It was Brooklyn versus, you know, New York and the Bronx. Like, there's there's so much history behind that as a Yeah, uh, it's just as the two biggest series. markets. It's the two yeah. best teams. It's going to be fucking, it's going to be a movie. But, I think you know, I just, 
Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, actually, I I actually had something that. funny about the whole Mookie situation, too. Because the other day, I think it was... What day is today? Uh, Monday? Today's the 10th. Monday. Monday. I don't care about the date. That, that's just beyond me. I'm talking about, like, uh, it was, like, Friday night. Uh, I looked on Twitter, and trending was... This is bef- the, but when the initial trade happened, not before the, re- the revoke of the trade. But when the initial trade happened, there was this thing trending on Twitter. It was called hashtag Mookie Smear Campaign. <laughs> and it was just like people, random people, like ordinary people, not like players or anything like that, just trying to smear Mookie's name. And some of the funniest tweets that I saw that I wanted to, <laughs> to read aloud on the Mookie Smear Campaign were... Let me pull them up real quick. Uh... Mookie Betts uh, feeds chocolate to dogs was one was the first one of the Mookie smear campaign. Then uh, Mookie started the coronavirus was <laughs> kind of harsh because that's definitely a no no. Uh, another one was <laughs> you're over two, right? Yeah, over two. Another yeah. one. Was, all right, this is a good one. Uh, this isn't me saying it, by the way. This is just from Twitter, so don't get mad at me. Another funny. I just saw this and I thought it was funny. Mookie Betts right. making makes Dunkin' Donut run, runs and messes up the order on purpose just to blame the employees. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one was funny. Yeah, Murph, we all do that. If you can give me a laugh, then that'd be nice. Murph, just make me feel <laughs> good. But uh, Mookie wanted Thanos to win. Mookie actually... <laughs> <laughs> all right, Damon enjoyed that one. <laughs> Mookie, I, I was that. trying to move past it quick just to not act like I wanted you to laugh, but I wanted... Uh, Mookie Betts actually enjoyed the final season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> And Mookie, this is for you, Damon, and, and Matt, our friend. Uh, Mookie Betts thinks Mando should have turned in Baby Yoda to collect their bounty. <laughs> you act like I didn't watch Mandalorian. I didn't. I, I just I just knew Damon yeah, did. No. I knew our friend Matt did. Mookie so. Betts definitely uh, didn't watch any of the Game of Thrones episodes and then studied the whole thing just so we could watch That's season exactly eight. That's exactly what Murph did. That's exactly what Murph did. But anyway, that's the end of our Mookie topic. Moving on to our next segment, which is now called Murphy's Law. How are you? How are you? Our name is Murphy over here. Nice to meet you. It's our betting segment. So we'll get into the bets here. Right is right and wrong is wrong, and we were wrong. That is our friend AJ Hinch, and that's that's from the interview and him saying right is right and wrong is wrong, and we were wrong. Just to clarify, AJ Hinch is the manager of the Astros. He is the manager of the Astros. X. The quote seems applicable for our betting habits. He was in charge of the team. So we thought that would be a good sound segment to introduce this segment of the betting because we usually don't quote us on this, Damon. We're probably going to be wrong on our bets. But if I were a betting man, if I were a betting man, I'd follow these picks. And Right is right and wrong is wrong and we were wrong. And we were wrong. We're probably going to be wrong, so don't quote us on this. So... First, I wanted Murph to read off some of the, the lines going into the season so just everybody can be aware of what's going on. Yeah, so... And, the, and this is for the... Um, divisional winners. Divisions, right? Yeah, Got so it. these are the divisional winners. Well, weren't you going to talk about Yankees-related stuff first? What do you mean? Never mind. Go into that. <laughs> um, well, actually, yeah, we can. So the Yankees over-under, uh, according to a lot for of wins. books, is 102.5 wins. And it's a Yankees podcast. I know we're all going to say over... But, like, realistically, how are we feeling? I'm going to say over because what did we have last year? More than that, 103, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. So we had 103. So we had the over with the most injuries in in baseball history. 
off that alone, I'm going to go over. Because we got better than last year on paper. Grant, that being everybody healthy of last year. So mm-hmm. with everybody last year healthy, adding Garrett Cole, uh, uh, and our division got weaker too. That's a bunch of games that we're going to win more. I'm going to take the over easy. I'm taking the over as well. I think it's a no-brainer. Unbiased. That was it. Murphy just looked it up. Yeah, it is 103. It Truthfully, 102 sounded higher when I read it in relation to the lines for everyone else. I, I think it's also like just like <laughs> I think it's going to go up. I think the line's going to put it. It's a good line. I think the line's going to increase. That's high, dude. So it is high. Yeah, that's the thing because you can never expect a team to get over 100 wins. Like that's a I mean, pretty. This is one of the better teams we've seen. No, I agree. I'm just saying like that's like expecting an NBA player to go out and get 50 points. Like you can't expect that out of somebody every season or every game. Like that's just it's it's a really big feat to get 100 wins. You like for that to be the line that says speaks highly of a team. Yeah, so yeah. it's tough. It's tough. Right I, is right I think and wrong is wrong, and we were wrong. <laughs> we could be wrong, so <laughs> don't quote us on this. No, I wasn't done. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I lost my train of thought. That's fine. Um, no, I just think that 102 is high, and it'd be great if we could touch. I'm going to take the over. Are you still not? You're not taking the over? I'm not going to take the under. <laughs> Let's do short about the under. <laughs> all right. So we've clearly all taken the over. Is there any other Yankees related? Odds you wanted to share with us? I mean, we could have our we could start with the ALEs for the divisional odds if you'd like. Uh, we can go to that. So, I mean, Yankees next. The Yankees. What's the odds for us? So then? we we missed the better already. The line opened at minus two eighty six for the Yankees to win the AL East. Now it's, it's at low. minus five hundred. I mean, seems like a pretty easy bet. Second, yeah. second. Uh, well, we'll go across the board and say Yankees. Obviously, go second along the list is uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, at plus five fifty, Boston's at plus six hundred. Uh, Baltimore Wait, and Toronto. What do you say? What? Who's plus six hundred? Boston. Boston plus six hundred. Yeah. In what? Oh, to, to win the I division. thought we were on to the next next. Dude, pull your shit together. No, to I, I thought we were. Mo- I thought we already moved on to the next and division. And then Baltimore and Toronto don't stand a shot in hell. Like they're all right. We're all gonna pick the Yankees. Move on to the next division for the betting segment purposes. Just read out the di- the people in each other division, and then we'll make our picks round table, and then we'll move on. Okay. So the AL Central, the favorite is the Twins, obviously. Uh, second's Cleveland, the Indians. Uh, they're at plus two forty. White Sox at plus three fifty, and then we'll just say Detroit and Kansas City don't have a chance. All right, Damon, what's your pick? I mean, I'm gonna go with the Twins just because I kind of vouched for them earlier on the podcast. So, uh, gonna keep with my word and say Twins are winning this one. Murph, yeah, um, I think. I mean, my pick to win the division is the Twins, but I think based off value of the bet, I, I think that the White Sox at plus 350 is a pretty good line. I'd agree with that, uh, yeah. To take The, the yeah. problem is they don't necessarily have the pitching to win a division necessarily, I don't well, think, I but think, they have a great on. young line. They, added, never they added, well, they have Kopech coming back this year, yeah. who was the, the piece in that Chris Sale trade. They have Kopech coming back, and they also... Picnic. Yo, turn your just, phone off. It's, pic- it's picnic texting me right now. <laughs> so they have Kopech coming back right now, and they have they added Dallas Keuchel too. Yeah. Granted, I still think Dallas Keuchel's great. He he might win the Cy Young. <laughs> <laughs> He's older, but that's a good arm to pick up, dude. Dude, Damon, mute it, Damon. You that's your fault now. Sorry, but uh, I you muted it. Um, yeah, no. So they added some pitching. And they, they added Yasmani Grandal. Who else did they add? They had anybody else? 
Well, I, I know. Edwin. Turn it off. One more time. They added Ed, Edwin Encarnacion, uh, RIP. Wish we still had him, kind of. But uh, they still have. And then William Menez is in his second year. He had a big year. They still have a Bray, a huge power bat. They have Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Who just won the batting, the batting title. title. They have a lot yeah. of good bats in that lineup. Dude, I'm Yo, Moncada. Moncada's great. Yeah. No, no, I yeah, honestly. Right. They're good. To get into my pick, I, I'm honestly. I'm going to go with the Twins, but I'm very, very, like. Close to taking the the White Sox, and honestly, if I were a betting man, which I'm not, I would, <laughs> I would take the White Sox. My bet would be all right. So how about this? We'll do two separate things. Going forward, we'll pick this. So I'm gonna pick the Twins, but my bet would be on the White Sox because of the line, and I think there's a lot of value in that. So plus two fifty, yeah. I'll take that versus minus what was it? One forty nine. Minus one forty nine. You can't beat that. It's going to be closer than it is. Yes, the Twins are very good, but the White Sox are right there. Yeah, that's going to be an exciting division to watch. I'm, I'm I agree. Pumped. I think that's going to be a really that's good pumped. division. They have that, that's one of the only – well, it's definitely the only division the in the AL. The NL East Hold is on. the yeah, – sorry. Uh, the only we'll div- that's that. the only division in the AL, I think, that's going to be you know really tight race at the top. I think there's potentially two wildcard teams coming out of the AL Central. And yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not crazy. No, definitely not. Um, so we talk to make the playoffs or win the division? Win the division. Well, no, we, met, we mean yeah, win the division. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, and then and they could both win the division. They'll make the playoffs. <laughs> and then we're we're also just not talking about Cleveland. They could. They're they're there too. They're, that I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that, sold on them. Dude, I'm not I'm sold saying. on Cleveland either. Great, but they could. It's gonna be a great division. Yeah, they yeah. could. They could surprise us. All right. So another great division, ZL West, probably last year's best division. Um, we got Houston at minus two seventy five. Got the Angels at plus eight hundred. They made a lot of moves. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Oakland's plus four hundred. Seattle's an outside chance. They're twelve five. They're twelve thousand five hundred, uh, and then Texas is at twelve hundred. So I, my my thing here, I'm gonna go on a limb, and I'm gonna say right is right and wrong is wrong, and we were wrong. I'm probably wrong, but I'm hoping for this, and I really think there's a chance Houston misses the playoffs. There's a lot of talent mm-hmm. in the AL, which we've just already seen in that last division. As two of those teams are better than this team right now, and that's not true. I, I'm going to preface that by saying they're not better than them. Keep track of this. What? Oh, what, our picks? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So, there's there's a lot of talent in the AL, and I think it wouldn't be crazy if the Astros missed the playoffs. Mm, I have to strongly disagree with that. Oh! Um, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that... The Astros are still the Astros. Um, I get it, and and that's a stretch for me. I know, and I'm yeah. just. I think all right. I'm not. I'm not. I I don't think that's gonna happen, but I think it could happen, and all I'm right, kind. Well, I'm kind of hoping for that. But my pick before you go, I'm obviously gonna pick the Astros, but I think it's a lot closer. I think Oakland's always there. Mm-hmm. I think the o- Oakland's above the Angels for sure. Mm-hmm. But the Angels made that that a lot closer. Uh, the Angels added obviously Rendon, but and op- and they were going to add Jock Peterson, but that trade didn't go through. So and also Jock Peterson doesn't pitch, does he, Murph? No, but he's Jock Peterson no. does not pitch. No, he doesn't pitch. They need pitching. <laughs> they need yeah. pitching. I saw a tweet that we retweeted. It was like, "Repeat after me, Angels fans: Jock Peterson does not pitch." <laughs> and it was like. Because they're only going after bats, because and I get it because there's no pitching available right now, especially now that Cole is gone and Strasburg stay with well, his team and all that stuff. But pitchers cost a lot of money, and they're 
spending a lot of money per year on, on Mike Trout. I mean, I they're they're doing the classic Yankees thing. They're going after bats. Like, oh, you, you can't add pitching depth? All right, add more home runs. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. But they're top one through four. They're one through four. And I'm, in, in terms of the, uh, the uh, what was it, what division? AOS? I mean, look for them. Look for them. They're going to score runs. They're just going to give up a lot of runs. So they're going to win games yeah. 27 to 17. <laughs> like, like, it's yeah. just going to be, I mean, one through four, what is it? Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, and was going to be Jock Peterson, but it's not anymore. So those one through three is crazy. So mm-hmm. my, my pick, long story short, is Houston. Then it's going to be close between Oakland and and, uh, and the Angels. But bold prediction, yeah. they missed the playoffs, Houston Ashes. All right, so just to step in on how we're doing this while I'm trying to take down our picks, we're going to pretend that we're throwing $100 on each division. And when we come to the end of the regular season, I'll get Kevin's picks. Uh, maybe we'll post them or something. And we'll go through and we'll see who would have gone up or gone up the most money or down the least money, seeing how how we do. All right, I like that. We'll still keep track so, of the picks. So uh, just to double check, uh, who did you take for the AL West, Rel? I took the Astros. You took the Astros. All right, and Damon, who did you take or did you not go yet? Uh, I didn't go yet, no. All right, um, why don't you go ahead? If we put $100, if we put $100 on it, I'm going to take the athletics for sure. Wow. I think I think What's the value they, on that? 400. Plus 400. 400. It's good value. Yeah, I think it's good value and I think that you know, it's just a matter of time before they win it. I think next year is a good time as any for when the Astros are down in the dumps. Not to say I you know I just said they're a great team, but I think it's just now's the time to kind of run with it. Yeah, they've been around the block for a while. They've been a wild card team. I think they they're obviously trying to win it, but you know, Damon, I hate to piggyback your bet and take the same one, but I was kind of eyeing him, hoping that you wouldn't take him. I was mm-hmm. hoping one of us would be tempted by the Angels plus 800, um, and I truthfully am. Like, if there was a line for them to make the wild card, maybe I would take it. Um, but, they, yeah, for me, they just don't have the pitching. I think Oakland, they, they just are that kind of team that always finds their way to get in the playoffs, and I think this might be the year that, like you said, they crack that division. Um and yeah, at plus four hundred, I think that's the best um, bet that we could take in there. I, I think taking uh, Houston minus almost three hundred is not necessarily worth the bet in such a competitive division. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. What's the next one? I'm um, sorry. Hold on. Let me track. All right, the next one. Sorry, I was trying to make sure I got it tracked. So the next one is the NL Central. Um, all of these are positive. Another really, really close division. We have the Cubs. And this the Brewers. is always a close division, too. The Cubs and the Brewers are both plus 250. The Cardinals are plus 200. And then Pittsburgh has an outside chance at plus 5,000. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... This is with this is NL Central, you said? Yep. I'm going to go Dark Horse. I'm going to go Dark Horse. I'm going to go Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds really? have been have been good for a while, and I've been preaching this. I want, I want, I thought they were going to be good. They made, but this season, they made the right acquisitions. They added, they added fucking who was it? Mike Mustakis. Mm-hmm. They added Mike Mustakis. They added Wade Miley. Good. That's a good underrated arm that they added. Who else did they add? Um, they, I'm missing one other one other spot that they added. I, long story short, they made all the right moves. They're mm-hmm. making a lot of good moves in the offseason. They have a lot of good talent. They have Joey Votto still. They have Nick Senzel still. They have uh, – who else do they have? 
uh, Eugenio Suarez. They got a good team, and they've been sticking around recently. And I think now is the time to strike. Scooter Jeanette. They have a good. They have a good rotation too. Yeah, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer. They added Anthony Scalfani, who is one of the up and coming pitchers. Wade Miley, who they just added. Like this. This is a good team. Like people don't realize that. So I'm. Gonna, what was the odds I get on that? Um, plus three fifty. Plus three fifty. I'll take the Reds. Yeah. No, not bad. And you said Castellanos, right? Castellanos. Nick Castellanos, I didn't, I didn't mention that, but I did remember that they got him. Nick Castellanos yeah. is a fantastic pickup in the team. outfield. All right, so, um, Damon, what do you got? Because it's only a plus 100 difference, so the Brewers are plus 250? Yes, Milwaukee's plus 250. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have to go with the Brewers for this one just because I feel like the, the odds are too close, and I think the Brewers are going to have a better chance to, to win it. So that's my pick. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm conflicted. <laughs> I'm kind of just going to take this What are you between? One. I really liked St. Louis. I thought they really didn't lose a lot, and they they were a really, really great team last year. Um, I usually don't love picking a favorite, especially when it's only the favorite by 50 points when it's still positive. Um, in theory, that doesn't work well, but... Uh, I'm between them and the Cubs, truthfully. Uh, I, I do like Cincinnati and Milwaukee, too. I think this is the toughest pick I'm going to have to make. Um, man. Here Would we go. Pick? Come on. Who's your pick? I, I got make j- the pick. Just so this doesn't go on for another hour. Opening I'll, I'll day go, April 2nd. Come on. I'll go with St. Louis. St. Louis? I'll, I'll take St. Louis. They're, they're the favorite. What are you supposed to I don't know. I think that's a bad pick. What's the, yeah, that's even uh, worse. Explain to me why that's a bad pick. The fact that I said St. Louis... And you said that the favorite means <laughs> it's a bad pick. Explain to me why you said St. Louis. Damon, based on that fact, isn't that a bad pick? Yeah, I mean. The reason why. Know, like, can you explain the, to me why you said that? The fact that I was outraged about that pick and then they ended but up why, being the why, favorite is why, not a good part on your behalf. Why were you outraged at that pick? Because they're not. They have, they've been around the block. They've been there. Yes, I know they have Jack Flaherty. He's really good. But like they they've been there and they've choked. Like They, they, don't, they don't get it but done. But they've been there. The point is that we're, getting, we're saying who's going to get there. Now who's going to, you know. No, but they've, they've been to the division. Like they, they, they're historically very good team. Yeah, I know. But recently, I don't think they're that good. They were a playoff team last That's year. That's why it's not my pick. So they Damon, were a good Damon, play- they were pick last year. All right. Yeah, Damon made his pick. What was his pick? Sorry. Oh, Damon, yeah. t- Damon took um, I'm sorry. Damon took Milwaukee, which I, I also think was a good pick. Um, you know what's interesting? Mm. Nobody picked the Cubs. I was between the Cubs and St. Louis. I know, but it's, I, I do, it's, it's I just interesting like to note that nobody took the Cubs. Truthfully, I probably should have taken the Cubs just for that extra uh, plus 50. No, I, I don't think I'm the, st- I'm I don't think the Cubs are that good. I think the Cubs have been very mediocre recently. And that's going to play into our, our would-you-rather later, but I, I, I think uh, that's that's my point about them. All right, we're going to move. the next segment we're going to talk about. We're going to move on to the, AL, or the NL East, sorry. Um, so we got the Atlanta Braves at plus 185. Miami Marlins might win the AAA crown. Uh, <laughs> New York Mets are plus 325. Phillies plus 300. And Washington's plus 250. Also another really close division. All right. Thoughts. Here, here's what I'm going to start with. I am, if I, all right, so let me see the lines again. There you go. Braves plus 170. 185. 20, oh, it's the new line. 185. I'm, I'm going to go with the Braves. However... That's going to be my pick. It's plus 185, and I think that's still a good line because they're going to win that division. They, they got better with all the moves they made. But I wouldn't be shocked if 
the Mets made a push there. If the Phil- if Philly made a push there again, because Philly missed the playoffs last year, I think they'll they'll try and bounce back. They obviously added Didi Gregorius, and they have Joe Girardi under center there. Uh, I think they'll actually make a bigger push than the Mets. I think they're going to come in second just by a little bit because I, I think the Braves are really good and they could make a make an NL NL pennant push. And All right, so honestly, what's your pick? I already picked the I already picked the Braves, but I'm I'm saying I th- obviously it's gonna be a close division. Everybody but the Marlins, but yeah, I think it's gonna be. I'll just make my. I, I was trying to make Come it harder. On, I was trying to make it harder on myself and pick the one through five, but I'm 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 gonna go with the Braves. All right, well I'm going with the Braves too, just because that's my second favorite team outside of the Yankees because I really? fucking love watching them play. And oh, yeah, I mean Acuna is tough. Yeah, I just I love watching them play and like I like. Every, I'll probably watch as, as many games as I can with them, and I'm really rooting for them. Um, but I also think they have a, the, probably the best chance of winning it, especially with uh, with those odds. So I'm definitely going with the, the Braves. Well, Damon, I think you just made my decision for me because I, too, really like the Braves. They're my favorite NL team. Uh, but you both picked Atlanta, and I was really between Philly and Atlanta. So I'm going to go with Philly for the sake of better odds at plus 300 as opposed to 185. And also, it's you know not very fun if we all pick the same person in the division unless it's the AL East. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna roll with the Phillies uh, for the same reasons that Rella mentioned earlier. Uh, I really like how Girardi's there. He's back with Didi. They have Aaron Nola, really really good pitching, um, at least at the front end of their rotation. And uh, you know Bryce Harper's obviously there. Hopefully he doesn't slip up and say he's gonna bring a title to DC. Maybe he actually says <laughs> he's gonna bring one to Philly. Um, so yeah, I, I think the Philly wins uh, the NL East. Philly, like, uh, Philly, Philly. I mean, the, pick. the Philadelphia pick. Yankees. I love it. The only thing they're missing was Batansis, and he went to the Mets. So that that could play into there. Yeah, I also I also like don't want to completely discourage the Mets. I don't think they're going to win the division, and I don't think they're going to be a wild card team. But really? I don't think they're going to be as horrible as everyone thinks. They're not the classic Mets that would they've no. been. Talking and we about. also haven't even talked about Washington and their plus two fifty. Who uh, literally just won the World Series? Just won the World Series. However, they, they did lose Rendon. Yeah, but one position player doesn't make. I get as much it. Of a no, yeah, and right. and that's why I'm saying it's going to be right up there. That's that. Right. But that division, they were also don't even like because they won the World Series. Yes, that's that's great and all, but they were also a wild card team. So like that yeah. doesn't. They had a hell of a run. Yeah, no, they did. that doesn't make them. They were, they were awful in the beginning of the year. That yeah. does not make them the favorite. Is what I'm saying. So it's not yeah. weird that we're not picking them right out of the gate. No, I agree. That's what because they are. That's what they are. A wild card team and in their best year, which won, won the World Series. So that's that's how that goes. All right, so the last one. The, the next division is the NL West. Uh, the Dodgers are minus 833. Uh, the next highest is the Diamondbacks at plus 800. Then the Rockies at plus 20. Or, no, I'm sorry. Then the Padres at plus 1,100. And then Colorado and San Francisco have an outside chance. It's kind of a shame because the NL West is usually a pretty competitive division. And yeah, I mean, the Colorado is usually pretty good. San Francisco is been very good in in recent years when they won with Tim Tim Lincecum and all them. San Diego is making a push. They're, def, mm-hmm. they're definitely getting better. Uh, Colorado don't know what's going on with them. If they're trading Arenado to the Yankees or not, that'd be cool if they did. Uh, don't think that's gonna happen. But Arizona never. No one ever knows what's going on with them. I, I know they got better. They added a few names. I forget who they were. Cattell Marte is really good. But I mean, you cannot pick the Dodgers. So how about this? How about we <laughs> we. Well, no, we're all going to pick the Dodgers, I'm yeah, assuming. So let's yeah. say for the sake of arguments, I'll just add, do we think that there's going to be an NL wildcard team from the NL West? 
I.e. I. the Padres or that's a good question. And I, or, I think I think yes. You think so? I think it's the Dodgers. Uh, the the Padres, I mean, <laughs> the, the Dodgers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree. I think it, if they're the the second wild card team is the the wild card team is going to be either the Padres or the Phillies based on my bets. So yeah, I, I, my my Padres wild card come, Padres going to come out. My wild card is awesome. my wild card is Phillies. Padres. Is that what you said, Damon? Yeah, that's what I said. All right. Yeah, I'm I mean, right I don't think you. I don't think that's a bad. Uh, it's a good take. bet. I don't think it's a bad take at all. I do. I don't think Philly's going to be a wild card team because I think they're going to win the NL East, as I guess I said. I have Cincinnati, uh, but I, I think Philly's going to make the playoffs anyway. So I'm going to take. Uh, since I took Philly to win the NL East, I'll take Atlanta to be the, one of the wild card teams, and then I'm going to take. Uh, any combination of the NL Central, I don't. I don't think any of the NL West teams make yeah. the wild card. I mean, the Cubs could also be there. It could be the Cubs. The, it could be the Reds. It could be the Brooklyn, Granted, the these teams Brewers. are going to be in this race. Like that's. I'm just picking the winners. It also I could be Washington. It's going to be close. And Milwaukee could be there too. Could Their pitching nice. isn't the best, but they could be there too. And you picked St. Louis to win, so they could be there too. Like, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a, a, an NL West wild card team. All right, but so for the sake of it. Uh, I have to us all down for the Dodgers. All right, so that that's our easy bet. So that's that's the end of Murphy's Law. Yeah, that's the end of Murphy's all right. Law. So that's going to be a recurring segment on this podcast. We're going to keep that going. When it could be any bets for the week. It could be Gary Sanchez pass balls over under whatever it is during the week. Whatever you want to do, it's going to be a recurring thing on this segment. Murphy is Irish. That's how it goes. So that's going to be the sound for it, too. Right is right and wrong is wrong, and we were wrong. Thanks, AJ. You were wrong. <laughs> Moving on to the next thing. I have a would you rather. A would you rather question, Damon. Mm-hmm. I know I'm the that. only one on this live stream right now. Can't see yeah. Damon, but Damon's here. And my would you rather question. Murphy, you here? He's peeing. Tell something is back. Let's go. I mean, I wanted to ask a question for him. I'm going to have to ask him the question again when he comes up. Actually, no, I asked it for him already, so I'm going to tell you it. So would you rather be in the Red Sox shoes, win in, 20, in 2018, you win the World Series, but then you have to trade your star player in Mookie Betts in the following year, or not the following year, the, the year after, or shortly after that. In our case, it would be Aaron Judge. Or, mm-hmm. or would you rather... Not win in the past decade like we have. Like, yes, we have obviously known that we haven't won in the past decade. But you have hope to win every single game, every single year, every single time you go into a season. Like this year, we have great hope to win the World Series. We're excited to watch. Like you look at Matt and you look at Dan and they're not excited to watch the season because it's just not exciting. You don't have hope going into it. Mm-hmm. So would you rather have that hardware in 2018? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have the hope going to every single year and not sell off your future? We'll start with coming, David. coming from experience, being a diehard Jet fan, um, <laughs> gonna say, got two Jets fans on this podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say, having the thrill of winning every year, 100 percent, because the hope you mean, the hope, yeah, the, uh, thrill too. You the hope, hope the, the hope and the thrill makes sense, yeah. To win every single season because that's what makes it exciting to watch. That makes that allows me to be excited to watch every game that is played, um, and it makes me it makes me excited to watch baseball in general. You know, I think I probably watched three or four NFL games this year in total because the Jets sucked. 
and I hated yeah. watching the NFL because of it. Just it was a big Debbie Downer. So um, I'm definitely gonna go with having the hope to win every year because it just makes it, watching it so much more exciting. And if we win, which I hope we do, it makes it even more exciting. So um, I'm definitely going with that because being in a rut and having a terrible team to watch all the time, there's nothing worse than that. Yeah, and Murphy no, I, can definitely I definitely, definitely, hundred percent agree with that. And that's my take. But to play devil's advocate, like the the overall prize going to every year is winning that World Series. And to to make another example, the the Cubs. The Cubs haven't won in a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, how many years was it? 80 something before well, the no, last it was one? 100. 100 something? 108. Yeah, it was 100. 108. 108. I, I knew there was an 8 somewhere in there, but it was a long time. Long story short. So you make that trade for Aldis Chapman. You trade away Gleyber Torres. We end up getting both of them back. Fantastic. That's great for us. But they get the World Series. Is it worth it for them? I think for them it yeah, is. For yeah, them, in that scenario. In that yeah, scenario. For them, yeah. And I didn't want to open with that. I didn't want to say, use that as the question because I know the answer to that. That, yes, if, it's, if it's been long enough, yes, absolutely. But if you're the Red Sox in this scenario and you lose Mookie Betts and you have no hope going into next year, I'm going to sit pretty knowing that I'm also speaking as a fan. I'm going to hope. I, I have hope going into every year. That we can win. Like, even last year, we didn't win. But I fucking sure as fuck thought we were going to win. The year before that, 2017, I had hope. Yeah, And, I'm, and I'm, talking, about... I'm even talking about regular season, too. I'm not talking playoffs. I'm saying, I know going into this season, I have we have a shot to win it. Like, that's fun to watch it all 162 games. There's no, like, if we're the Red Sox right now, I'm not excited to watch game 85. Like, that's you know easy I mean? to say when you're a fan of a team like the Yankees that is, like, God-given successful. But when you're a fan of a team... Like, Red Sox are too, though. Hold on. When you're a fan of a team like the Red Sox were up until 2004, when they when it was 86 years and it was 2004, and you ask them this question, they say, just give me the ring. I want the ring. I get it. When you're the Cubs yeah. in 2016, give me the ring. If you're the Jets right now, give me the ring. But yeah. for us, as for Yankees sure. fans... I would much rather do exactly what you're saying, and I would I would not take a ring this year for ten years of drought or something like that. But I also don't think the Red Sox are in ten years of drought. They could very easily because now of the, the Red Sox luxury is tax. They could re-sign Mookie next year and then have a manager with a year's experience. They could be right back on track. You never know. Yeah, and like I would trade and give everything away for the Jets to win a fucking Super Bowl next <laughs> year for them to have <laughs> 10 too. years of bad luck. You know, we've already had fucking 50 years of bad exactly. luck. Why not, exactly. why not 10 more, you know? Exactly. So I think the answer is clear there. And I, I, again, it's like, it's what makes it fun to do. It's why we do this. It's why we go to games. It's why we fucking... Yeah, exactly. That's you know, my experience. point. That's my point. Like, if we just traded Aaron Judge this year, Damon, me and you live right outside the stadium, but like... I feel like we go to fewer games if we trade a judge. 100%. Exactly. So I would rather have the hope going into every year, and I think we're all on the same page then. Yeah. I thought this would be more of a controversial thing, but I guess it's not. Well, no, I, I think... I just, I just think it's different per... T- I think it's different for every team. Cubs that's are different. Why, yeah, why Cubs think, are different you know. because, yes, yeah, they, they that, need That's it. why we disagreed when we mentioned it before, and that's why we, I guess we thought this would be more of a discussion, is because when you brought it up to me earlier, I didn't think of it in the full scope of different teams would have different answers for that. Yeah. Cubs but, obviously have a different answer when they're yeah. chasing one out of 100 and whatever years there was. 
But if you're the Cleveland and obviously Indians, also Dodge, uh, also Red Sox, if they were waiting for that 2018, was it right? Well, the f- before that, before 2004 was first. 13. Whatever the fuck it was. The when first they, one was when they broke that. When they broke 2004. The, when they broke it, the curse of the 2004. The curse of Eifert, yeah. 2004. Yeah. Sorry, I'm no. But if you're the Cleveland year. Indians right now, who now has the longest streak, I think it's like it was 48 when they lost. So it's like it's over 50 now. Um, years with so if you're them, yes. If you're them, you're like, give me it. Give me the World Series. Give me the rental. Would love it. Mm-hmm. Give me the rental. Let me win right now, and then he's gone, and then we trade away Lindor. And then that's now, exactly how it be. Lindor. Lindor. That's why I didn't pick them to win the division because if they get to the trade deadline and they will trade five hundred, he's gone. He might be a Yankee. Yeah, and I feel like that's the same for a lot of teams. It's like the like teams like the Reds or the Rockies or you know, I'm just those are two fucking teams that came to my head, but they would all. Trade away everything for a ring now and not care about the future. You know, it's yeah. just it's it's different for every team. But in a, in our case, that's the question. In our case, yeah. we, in we our are case, very much. Case, I'm very happy. I'm very happy going to the stadium, fucking forty times a year, hoping yeah. that every single day. And I think, and as a Yank fan, we're privileged by that. We got a good team on that field. Every day, I know we have a chance to win. Yeah. What else the fuck am I gonna do? You know. <laughs> I, I also think just another addition to the point is that I'm a Yankees fan. I want the Yankees to be a dynasty. I don't want that. That's one, I don't thing. want that one. That's the word. Like, That's the word. This is the longest for. drought yeah, that right. the Yankees have ever had since right. they won their first World Series. The right, maybe yeah. Not. But it def- definitely last decade like was the first decade. I, mean, I don't we, know. We Twenty two. Right? At this, but. Um, <laughs> So I just want that dynasty to kind of come back, and that's not going to happen if we're a one. We're trading people away. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not happening. Like, no, you're right. And, you're we're, right. and we're heading towards that, and I'm excited for it. That's that's a good point. And I'm saying, like, the 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 whole point of dynasty, like that that doesn't happen if you trade away Judge. That doesn't happen. Like, yes, we like on paper, and we aren't the only ones saying this that we have a dynasty in the making right now. Everybody's young in this team. Labor Torres, Luis Severino, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez. These names are, are young guys. They're like, not some of them are fucking our age. Not to mention those coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Not to mention the people coming up, like Devi and Jason Dominguez, who Florio, could be a huge mix of this. Clint. Florio, Clint. Eh, Tyler Wade. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tyler Wade. But guys like this, like that, that is what gives you the hope, you know? No, nah, you're right. Yeah. That's it. That's all I had to say about that. I'm surprised we all agreed on it, honestly. But I guarantee you bring in like a like a Nick Picnic, who's a diehard Orioles fan, he'd have a completely different take. Yeah, because they stink. Exactly. That's, that's because what he doesn't know what it feels like to be, to go into a season and literally know that you have a chance to win every single game. That's the that's the thing I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think. All right. Yeah, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. All right, Yankees are good. Next topic. We have another segment that we like to use every single episode. We're going to keep doing it from here on out. And it's called the Ellsbury Award. We give it away to every single person that week who's just pissing us off. And it just could be anybody. It could be whatever they're doing. I don't know. Just anybody who pissed you off that week, you're going to give the Ellsbury Award to them because Ellsbury was the worst Yankee in the world, and he's consistently the worst player that we have seen. So... Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Who stinks, Damon? Who stinks? I don't know about an individual, but I think it just has to go on a record. I think someone had to bring it up. Um, it's also not a Yankee, but 
And also, they don't piss me off either, but I just think it's really funny to, to bring up because I think it's been a very dry um, couple of weeks so far. But I'm going to go with the entire Red Sox organization um, for spending over $50 million on players who are not playing next season. And I think that's fucking hilarious. And yeah, no, for yeah. sure. <laughs> that's that's. Do you want to read off the? Do you have the names in front of you? Of who yeah, we have um, David Price. We have Pedroia. Sorry, wait, wait. David Price. Put the, 16, put the amounts too. Yeah. Yeah, David Price, sixteen million dollars. Pedroia, thirteen million dollars. Pablo Sandoval, five million dollars. <laughs> oh, you skipped this at the bottom, right? Uh, yeah, Cast- um, the Castillo. Who's Nick Castillo? Yeah, Castillo, fourteen million dollars, and then to top it off, Manny Ramirez, two million dollars. They're still paying still, Manny. Still, still paying Manny, and I just think that is so funny. That's a total of how much? Uh, fifty million four hundred nine thousand four hundred eighteen dollars in cash for other teams, for players that will not be who are unlikely to bat or throw a pitch for Boston next year, which is the. Funniest thing that I have ever heard. Still under the luxury tax. <laughs> <laughs> After trading Mookie, yeah, that, that's yeah. why they traded Mookie. So that's your Ellsbury award. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so that was really a person or a, a Yankee thing related, but I think that was just had to go on record. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Rob Manfred. We talked about it earlier. Um, the only other additional information that I can add is that Kenton Rosenthal and Keith Olbermann went at it. A little bit on Twitter today about the uh, the Manfred situation. So Ken Rosen- Rosenthal, excuse me, tweeted out uh, that the rationale behind the uh, new playoff format w- rationale was very clear, and at first glance, it made a lot of sense. So that was c- what Ken Rosenthal said. Keith Olbermann replied to that and said, "No, they do not, Ken. They are asinine. They're destructive. They're embarrassing. They're cheap, and they're cheesy." They're Rob Manfred, hashtag Fire Manfred. So a lot of people on board on this uh, Fire Manfred chain. Uh, I think it's kind of been boiling for a while, and this is just like kind of a laughable uh, straw on the camel's back, if you want to call it that. It's more of a bucket of cement on the camel's back, or the camel's back. But, um, yeah, I just he's my uh, Ellsbury of the Week, I guess. Yeah, my, my, my Ellsbury of the Week, we talked about it again before. And since it's the offseason, usually I'll give it to a player who just botches it, like Gary with the pass ball or not. But right now, got to give it to Paxton's, Paxton's trainer. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't get the word out there. Got to give it to Paxton's trainer. I mean, come on. like I know back surgery is not something you want to get after. But honestly, figure it out. Like If it's going to intrude on two to four, three or four months of the season, like, you got to know that going in and you got to know what the, like, what's going on. You, you got to, like, just, I mean, that's my, I mean, obviously it's not my back, it's not my cyst, <laughs> but, like, personally, like, you got to know that that's a possibility. I agree. And you got to weigh that and you got to try and figure out, like, what are my options right now? And, like, if that's ever an option, if it's a possibility that it could happen, I know you don't want to go in on, Surgery, like nobody wants to have back surgery, but if it's ever a possibility and it's more likely than not to happen, just get after it. Just get it done so that it doesn't intrude on the, on the season coming in and you're a big part of the season. 
So that's my Ellsbury Award that I got to give away. And oh, brother, this guy stinks. That's all I have to say about that. He just he stinks. Like that guy, whoever it is, don't have a name. He stinks. Joe Schmo. That's all I got there. Let's move on. All right. Moving on to the good old mailbag. All right. First question comes to us, and he says, don't know the name. I took a screenshot. Sorry about that. But he says... How does the Betts trade to the Dodgers, does it indirectly affect Judge's first goal glove possibility of winning it in right field? Like, how, how does that affect Judge's opportunity to win his first goal glove? Directly. No, no, no. No, he phrased this as indirectly, but it's all, absolutely uh, directly. It's a shame <laughs> we don't have the username for whoever sent this in, because this was a I can look fantastic it up. I can look, I'll, I'll look it up. All right. This was a fantastic question. Um, I never even thought about, uh, and I, I think it obviously directly affects it. Unless, I mean, if Judge has the kind of year that he's had in the past, then Mookie's hanging out in the NL trying to steal whoever his name. His name is at Ryan G underscore LT. Fantastic question, Ryan. All right, thank you, Ryan Gilt. I appreciate it. Um, Gilt. Gilt. Yeah, no, that was a really great question. But um, didn't even think about that. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I didn't either. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he wins the Gold Glove this year if he has anything even remotely close to the year he had last year, unless somebody comes crazy out of right field that we've never heard of or has an uncharacteristic year. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be pretty surprised if Judge doesn't get a Gold Glove, barring any, yeah. you know. I feel like, I mean, obviously whenever you take out one of the, one of, if not the best right fielder, out of the American League, it kind of opens the door a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he he was the person blocking Judge from winning it. If there yeah, was some, sure. if there was somebody to take that throne, it's Mookie Betts. And for now sure. that he's not in the AL conversation, yeah, I mean, if you had to pick, we go back to Murphy's Law for a second here. Who's the favorite? Got to be Judge, right? Yeah, and like I feel like I mean Mookie definitely deserved that too. He was a fucking he was a rock star out there, you know. Yeah, he was he was great in right field and. We've talked about the tall bias against him and that kind of thing, which we, we don't need to get into again. I feel like we get into it every time. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, now he's going to have the opportunity. At least, at least going to have a really great opportunity to win the Gold Glove. Yeah. I mean, there, 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 honestly, though, there are a lot of names in the NL. There's a lot of good names. Bellinger in right field. He plays everywhere, but right field. Well, if he's in. In right, but then you got Mookie, then you got Yelich. What? Bellinger and Mookie. Obviously, yeah, he'll play different positions, but he's been right field notoriously. So, right. regardless of, obviously, he's not in the same position, but where, however they shake it out, it's either Bellinger or Mookie, and then it's also Yelich. Mm-hmm. Those are all on the other side, so that all bodes well for Judge. No, you're right. So, in terms of the question, yeah. I, I mean, there's nobody else that comes to mind that, unless, I mean, Acuna is in the NL, he's in the NL too. Yeah, Another he, one. Plays, he plays he left plays a lot, left. though, too. Yeah, I was going right. to say, could you imagine Joey Gallo comes out of nowhere, but he's also a left fielder? Yeah. So, I mean, if I had to pick somebody to win gold glove, I mean, he should have won it the past couple of years because his defensive run saved has been crazy. But 
Yeah. I mean, if if any year is ever a year to win, I'd take it right now. I'd agree. Especially with Mookie out. Next question comes to us from our friend Justin. Justin, don't know where you're from. You should really tell us where you're from so we can shout you out. Shout out the hometown. Most likely but, Jersey, New York, or Connecticut. Yeah, that's definitely where. Right, we got a few from Chile. <laughs> Chile. Right, we have one from Chile. That's crazy, but yeah. Uh, you have an opportunity to sweep either the Red Sox or the Astros in the ALCS. Mm, who are you I taking? Saw that. I saw that. Damon, who are you taking? Oh, I'm taking the Astros. Oh, my God. I'm taking the Astros. Astros? Um, yeah, I'm taking the Astros. Why? Dude, I, right, right Tell now, me why. Right, right now, for me, I think that the Red Sox giving away Mookie and Price is, and everything that's happened to them this offseason, it's almost just like a white It's a white flag. I feel like they've given up. They're done. They have no shot of winning next, next season. And with everything going on with the Astros right now, I'd rather beat them to the ground and sweep them and kind of show off a little bit and prove to everybody that we're 100% better than them when we play in a legitimate series. Um, and because we haven't really had like a head-to-head go to the World Series with Boston, you know, it's always been the Astros. So yeah, I feel like we've had a bigger rivalry with them in recent years for going to the World Series um, because they've always been in our way. Um, so I would 100% like to beat them down more than the Red Sox because I feel like the Red Sox are kind of out of the race at this point. I mean, this year, because of recency bias, I think I would definitely I would definitely pick the Astros right now. And that's the only, the only reason why it's even close. Because obviously it'd be the Red Sox every year other than this. The only reason is because of the cheating shit, but... It's honestly still close. Like, I still want to be the Red Sox. And I've said this before on our Twitter. I tweeted this on my personal account saying, like, there's some, I'll, I'll say it. There's some part of me that is upset. And I, I want to get into this, too, actually. It's just a random thought that I had. A little part of me is upset that the Red Sox sold off. Like, baseball is just better. And I don't know whether it's just the Red Sox-Yankees thing, whether it's the... Lou Grilla versus Matt Barletta thing. <laughs> like our friend who's a a, Yank, a Red Sox fan, diehard. I, I don't know what it is. I, I like when there's there's hope, like I keep talking about, going into the season, and I can just shove it in their face because they had hope versus when they didn't expect to win and then they just don't. Like it's not as good. Yeah, but that, that's different when the team's actually good, though. You know, I was telling Murph about that when you were in the bathroom. What? Like. It's 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 different because when the Red Sox were are good, it makes them more exciting. But if we're talking about a, a, like a sweep here, it makes it a little different. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just think I don't know. Yeah, that's that's all I'd say about that. I don't know. What do you think, Murph? So I instinctively was thinking Astros uh, when I saw this uh, DM come in. And then, kind of in hindsight, like, I just want to sweep them that first time in May in Houston. And then they come back to New York in September, late in the season. And I would just love to already have 100 wins under the belt and have to just kind of not really care that much and not sweep them the second time. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. And so, I guess, technically, for the sake of the question, I'd rather sweep the Red Sox because we, they matter more for our regular season record and uh, they matter more for our placement in the playoffs. 
But uh, yeah, I I think instinctively the uh, the kind of revenge factor in me wants to sweep the uh, sweep the Astros, but you can't you can't get upset with sweeping the Red Sox. Definitely can't be upset with either. I'm gonna take because of recency bias. I'm gonna take the Astros just because they're cheating fucks. But definitely wouldn't be upset if it was the if it was the Red Sox. Moving on to the next question. Don't have a name for this one, but who is your favorite player on the Yankees? This comes from one of our younger listeners. I like this question. Look, I actually, honestly, like, never the people who ask us really intriguing questions, like really detailed questions, really get down into it. This is one of the questions I wasn't even expecting to get, and I loved. Yeah, mm-hmm. we haven't actually laid out I haven't our thought about it on the Yankees yet. I honestly haven't thought about it. This made me think. I'll start because I know mine. My favorite Yankee was Didi. Uh, Tough. Me too. Yeah. Moment he, of silence. I have, I have my. Thank God I didn't get the number on the back of my Didi jersey. Or no one else. On the back no one else is eighteen either. So that doesn't help you out. Yeah. Well, maybe it will eventually. I'm wearing a Didi jersey right now. <laughs> oh, you just bought one. I forgot. I did just buy oh, one. Oh, yeah. that's. I've had mine for a couple that's years. That's tough. So I got Nobody talks about that. But it's yeah, just, it's so, just number eighteen though. It doesn't really matter. Nah, he was Nobody my else is eighteen though. Yeah, but also I'm proud to represent Didi, though. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Like. I, you know, I might buy a Phillies jersey, Didi. I'm not even going to be mad about it. Um, anyway, so I think now I'm a Tyler Wade fanboy, but I can't really say he's my favorite player. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Glaber. <laughs> I'd be um, remiss. I know, I, I'm sorry. I, like, I, I hate whenever I find my favorite player on a team, it's never the most popular favorite player. It's never the best player, like, in hindsight, Cheater was probably my favorite player growing up, but I always said it was Jorge Posada. Like, it, I was always, I don't know, I had that kind of thing going yeah. on. Um, you're, so just I guess, trying, you're just trying to not pick Judge, is that what you're saying? Oh, well, yeah, there's Judge, too. I, I think that's Glaber's... That, is that no, the, no, I'm saying I think, I think Glaber's not the outlier. I think, well, Glaber and Judge, I feel like are the easy ones to pick, which I usually don't pick, but I just like Glaber so much. Who else would you pick? You mean who else? Who's the not easy one to pick that you were going to pick? Tell her, wait. I mean, come on. All right, so I, I, I understand why you picked. Yeah, right. well, Damon, what do you got? Um, I mean, I'm I'm obviously a big Clinton guy. I know he's not playing a lot, but I'm a big Clint Frazier fan. Um, so he's definitely my favorite player still, regardless of everything. That's favorite player. Him. All right, relax. I'm giving fucking context. I'm not, I'm not mad about it, Damon. Don't worry. All right. No, is that your no. answer? No one yells at you when you go on tangents <laughs> for fucking 35 minutes, all right? Let's give me a fucking break. I mean, that's just a bad uh, tangent. Oh, my God. You got to chill the fuck out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Clint Frazier? I was not going to pick him. I was just I was just shouting him out. All right, he was th- going right, through right, the thought process. That's how. He was going through the thought process. All right, I'm sorry. That, that's... I did the same thing. It's fine. It's just a thought process. Jeez. All right, bro. Next time Rilla talks for fucking 35 minutes, we'll interrupt him. I'll mute him. Don't um, worry. God, I lost my fucking train of thought already. You can just um, click the button. Obviously, I'm going to go with Glaber because he's just such a cool player. Um, and he's just – I think he is the um, the all-star of the team right now. And I think he's going to carry his team for, for a long, long time. And he's just, again, so cool. So that's my pick. <laughs> yeah, he's got the swag. I, I mean – I, I hate to pick the same player. I I I felt bad picking Glaber because I knew you were gonna pick Glaber. So I mean, Glaber is clearly my favorite. No, player. I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's I, exactly I, I've, saying. I've been open about saying Glaber is my favorite player, and I'm going to pick Glaber as my favorite player. To answer your question, but 
uh, to talk about other people because this, <laughs> we just talked about the same person three times. I'm going to give some love to the person who I thought didn't need extra love in this scenario. Aaron Judge is definitely a good person to talk about. And other people. I'm not going to go with Garrett Cole yet because he hasn't earned his stripes yet. But I thought you might say something about DJ. Because I know you also love DJ the same kind of way. I like DJ love. too. Definitely definitely love DJ. Not going to make him one of my favorite Yankees because he hasn't been here that long. Uh, definitely already earned his stripes. I'm going to give him that. But I'm going to pick Glaber. Honorable mentions that should have been should be talked about in this scenario. Obviously, Aaron Judge, Luis Severino, regardless of what happened last year, great player. Uh, Batansis, I really liked. Mm-hmm. He's gone now, R.I.P. But gotta love. Honestly, underrated, underrated person I like, Tommy Canley. Tommy so Canley's one of my he's favorite from players. Up by me. He's from the Albany area. Really? Yeah. Tommy Canley's one of my Shaker favorite players. So Tommy who's your favorite player? I already picked Labor, but I wanted to give some love to other players because I didn't think it would be... Oh, so you can do that, but I can't. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. You, you knew that going in. Fuck that. <laughs> All right, so... I'll, so, I'll another, another, another question. Another question. Last question we got here for the episode. How scared of you are the Dodgers with the Mookie deal coming into play? Murphy, what do you think? I'm sure as hell uh, way more scared than I used to be. Uh, I When it happened at first, I was... Obviously, like, kind of like, ah, oh, crap, like, we got to play them in the final. And then I saw their, or the, in the World Series, and then I saw their lineup come out, and it, like, really looked comparable with our lineup. And that kind of got me. Um, so, yeah, with the Mookie deal, I just, uh, like, really, it I came, mean, like, I didn't, I, w- I thought we were a lock to go to the World Series and win the World Series. I thought it was, like, we should be minus um, in the betting polls to win, like that kind of thing, like that confident, and that just kind of stung me a little bit. Where I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah I was praying to God that he went to uh, to the Padres. Yeah. So my my take on that is, I obviously I am scared of the Dodgers. We did have a clear shot, as clear as it is in baseball, because it's never really that clear. Anything happens in baseball, but we did have a clear shot going into the World Series. But now that Mookie goes over to the Dodgers, obviously Mookie's a top. Two talent in baseball, like arguably number two in the in the league behind Trout. That's it, up to interpretation. There's yeah. Bellinger, there's Yelich, there's Judge, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. But he's a top talent. Adding him to a team that's already very good is definitely good. So my 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 com, my comparable team to this is like the '90s Braves. Yeah, the '90s Braves yeah. to me are the exact team as where the Dodgers <coughs> have been. It's like lasting talent, it's like consistent winning. Yeah, it's just like you always win, and this is when we were growing up too. My dad has talked about this. This is why I know a lot about it. Is they're just like in terms. That's why the Yankees '99 World Series was all about, and like in, that was a test for who was the most like dominant team of the decade. Uh-huh. And the the Dodgers kind of are that for the decade. Like they're, they're in terms of like lasting talent, in terms of constant like winning, not yeah. winning at all, but in terms of constant winning, they're there. It's yeah, it's weird because we're at the beginning of the decade. Um, no, like the end of. Well, I mean, tw- like this year is the beginning of like so the, yeah. the where the Braves turned out where they were perfectly set in the middle of the decade where they won ninety five and that was the middle. If you set twenty twenty as the middle of the decade, so if we say from twenty fifteen to twenty twenty five. 
then I think what you're saying applies. It just doesn't happen yeah. to be mapped out perfectly between an actor. I mean, the Dodgers have been winning in, right. the, in the previous, like 2020 just started. Right. So That's in the previous decade, the Dodgers have been there every year, but they haven't won. They, they, we, right. know, we know them as choke artists. Right. So I'm, I'm taking that as the Braves before, and that's how the Yankees were combating them too, because obviously we won in, in the late part. In yeah, the late 96, 98, 99. But we just, that's how I compare them. And I, and I am scared of them, but they are known to choke as of recently. But adding a guy like Mookie Betts, you can't, you can't discredit that. You can't have two of the best outfielders in baseball and not be afraid. You can't. Yeah. Them, for sure. Dame, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, kind of pretty much everything else. I think I said a lot about it earlier, just kind of the whole fact of, yeah, I'm scared of them, but it doesn't really matter until we get into the, the dog days of postseason. So yeah, I said it all before, but kind of agree with everything you guys are saying. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, that, that's going to close out our episode right now. We do have an outlook for next week. Next week, we're getting into baseball. Yeah, pitchers and catchers coming up. Uh, what? Tom- no, well, tomorrow. From from when people are listening, it'll be Wednesday. tomorrow, Wednesday. Yeah, so uh, you'll be listening on Tuesday. So Wednesday, pitchers and catchers. Let's go, yeah. Wednesday, pitchers and catchers are meeting up. I mean, pre- we have a big announcement for everybody who's listening right now, who are the real ones. We uh, we're pairing up with a, a pretty good company out there, aren't we? Yep. Yes, sir. Very more excited. more details to come uh, next week. More details to come. We are good announcement coming out to the people who are listening. You'll know by next episode, but I'll leave you on a cliffhanger for that. But moving on to next week, we got baseball. Baseball is coming. I don't know who is reported already, but I'm sure we'll have some stories before that. We'll have some stories before that. Pitchers and catcher reporting. Next episode, we'll look forward to because we're going to spring training, so we're going to be at the Yankees Red Sox spring training game. But we got a lot to talk about then. We got a lot of baseball. We're no longer in the dog days of winter. That's that. Let's go. Baseball. Let's go, Yanks. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.